Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. So, over, I've, I've noticed that I haven't been putting as much content pretty much anywhere. Uh, I, I do these little podcasts and then also a little bit of social media and I I have really fallen off <laughs> a little bit. And I have not been posting very much. Uh, there's there's several reasons for why. Uh, one of the reasons is because I've been so preoccupied with my my job uh, as a counselor. I've been working at a at a step down mental hospital, which takes a whole lot of my time and energy and and then <laughs> moonlighting <laughs> as a as a writer and i i am nearly finished with a a work that i started on 11/22 of 22 which i think is a really cool date <laughs> yeah i noticed that when i when I looked at it, it said that I had started it on that day and I'm planning to have it finished at least uh, with my edits. Uh, it is, the rough draft is completed and, and, and now I'm editing. And, you know, the interesting thing about being a writer is that you're pretty much never satisfied with your writing. <laughs> You're always going back and looking. Could I reword that differently? Could I? Um, and uh, I gotta tell you, it's just never done. And 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 you also like okay. So when it's complete, you, you know. And then you're always going back. God, should I have mentioned that? Should I have mentioned that? You know, it's. It's just never ever finished. I don't think I, you know, but and. In the past, I I really done mostly everything by myself, ex- with the exception of I did have my uh, first writing formatted. I did pay to have it formatted, but this time I have to. I'm paying to have it edited and formatted. I'm going to be doing both of those, uh, and. When I read back through it, I'm like a lot of times when I'm reading through it, I'm like, who wrote that? <laughs> it's like so weird. Like I wrote that like I I can't um, I guess in some ways I can't really take credit. I, I really feel like when I get in the stream of it, it is it is divinely inspired um the way or maybe my mother uh or my father for that matter maybe my parents um god i don't know something is is uh definitely inspiring me because when i read i'm like who crap who did that (laughs) okay um so i i'm really trying to put out something that is beautiful that is more of a meander than my other work and um and i'm proud of this one um and 
anybody who's also written a book knows it's a whole lot of work. <laughs> it it is it is a whole lot of work. Somebody who actually writes a book, it is it is a labor. It really is. I um just string words to sentences to getting it out is just something. And and I I'm super super proud of this and um and so uh, I it hasn't left me a whole lot of time for my ideas. I I have been continuing to practice um my daily rituals um my daily practices in the understanding that I am indeed the creator of my life experience and trying to change myself uh in those practices um and to see my my uh i guess my, my things that still are coming up for the surface uh, for me things that are still you know just there and uh and it you know it's just oh god so much um And so, <laughs> oh boy, I've got like a lot going on in my, my little, this little brain right now. Um, and, and so like just seeing things that in, in, within myself that I still hold these beliefs about things. And, and, and okay, and so I'm going to, you know, just briefly talk about one of them um, that, so... I had met this person when I did my speaking engagement, which is another thing that I would really like to be getting together is a package too, because I would like to do more speaking engagements. Um, That would be my goal that in 2024, I will be doing more speaking engagements. Uh, but anyway, when I was at the speaking engagement, one day I had gone up to the desk for something and this man had stopped me and we started to talk and he told me that he was a retired publisher. And, uh, so he saw, they, they made you wear these like stripe things on your name tag. And so people knew what you were doing at this event and one of my stripes was a panelist so he knew that I was speaking and that I was an experiencer and I was experienced you know and he he asked me if I'd written anything and I and I told him yes I had and um and I said but and I and I told him I was in something right now that I was finishing something you know I was in the process of finishing something and and then I had written, um, I had told him that my writing was a whole lot of meat and not very many potatoes. And, 
And, and I said, and he, he had two books. He said, yeah, I brought two of these books, uh, his book, his memoir, I suppose. And I said, well, I'm, I'm guessing that yours is more, you know, potatoes, meat and potatoes. And he said, no, mine is pretty much all meat and no potatoes too. And we both laughed. And he got to asking me about publishers and I just told him that I, I have this belief that publishers are generally very predatory and 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 I and I'm trying to change that belief I'm attempting to change the belief that the perfect the perfect um, publisher is coming my way and so this is a deep deep deep-seated belief on my part and I'm, I'm attempting to change that belief um, that the perfect situation is coming my way. Um, and, and what I would do with the financial income that would come from, from profit from my writing. And, you know, and I, and so I made a, a very small vision board. My vision board is, is, is at what I call home. <laughs> um, and I've made another one, a very small one. And, um, and anyway, so, so I've been just in my projects and, and in my life and, changing beliefs and 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 I am seeing changes um because I I have some deep-seated thoughts about money that I have that I have put out podcasts in the not so distant past regarding money and and I am successfully changing beliefs about money currently. And I had this very strange thing happen. I mean, the timing of it was very strange where my my mother had him, we called him the money guy. He's, he's a, um, I, I, I think a financial planner of some sort. And, um, and he, got with me about moving some funds that would have a bonus attached to it. So I, I brought into my physicality almost immediately after working to change my subconscious mind regarding money and other things, I almost immediately heard from my financial person. And so I got a pretty substantial bonus for moving that money. It's pretty hefty. <laughs> I mean, not like outrageous, but it was enough for me to notice that what I was doing was working. And 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 it's sort of a mixed bag for me like like it generally always is that I have my moments where I am excited to get up and go on with my day. And then other days that I would prefer to just put the covers over my head and go back to sleep. 
Um, I have not gotten to a place in my life where I have am able to sustain a certain level, I suppose, of happiness that I, I mean, I'm, I'm closer than I ever have been. I'm happy a lot more of the time. Um, and, but, but the other, um, recently, I, and I mean, I, I think that it's just an ongoing theme that I, I'm sorry for the word, but complain. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that I complain. I don't want to complain, but I, I, I guess I do. <laughs> um, about this certain area of my life, it not changing. The certain of area of my life is not changing. Uh, I, I, and I have these moments where I have, I, I come to the conclusion that it may not, that it may not change. This part of my life may not. And I, I actually have been trying to change my, my mantra about it that, um, that it would be really nice to have a life partner in my life where I'm not doing everything seemingly alone because I know that I'm never really alone, but, um, it would be really nice to have somebody to share my life with. And not just anybody, somebody that, that, would understand me and you know and I, I and I have these criteria I guess maybe not you know I don't know requests that would go along with that and even though I feel like I'm I'm really trying to broaden my search or not search but broaden my idea on it um I guess I I guess part of 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 what has gone on with me is that I, I, I want, I desire a person who, like, I, God, for lack of a better term, has really done something great. Who has done something, like, really great with their life like has um has ma- has a level of mastery um that i that i find appealing um and so and so which 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 would be in and of itself something that would be quite limiting for me um as to who I would be willing to allow into my into my life, uh, <laughs> and I, I I got this like real understanding that a whole hell of a lot 
of the reason why I do anything that I do as far as putting out material in this way is to connect. Um, in my own mind, I, I, I had this belief that I was connecting with somebody in particular. And, and so I, in my, in my, you know, I don't know that I, there was a whole lot of reason other than that for me to, to do what I do in social media. I mean, except for, you know, I don't know, I guess that I thought that maybe in sharing my story, I was, I was, it was, it was like the resonance of my story with somebody else's story and them not feeling so alone in this world. Because I, I find that these practices are incredibly lonely in a way. Like, you know, and even, even the people that I expected to, in my life, to have some understanding or I don't know exactly how to word it. Um, just, just, I find that people just generally go into fix it mode. They, uh, when you share any kind of, of anything, they go into fix it mode or that they know better than you mode or, you know, I just like, I have very few like friends that I could actually talk to these thing about these things and they would have any real understanding of what I'm talking about. Um, and, and that circle got a lot um, closer, smaller. Um, at the last event that I went to, I put out um, Odd Girl Out, a podcast about my experience and I haven't deviated from that. I, I, you know, I didn't actually physically per se like do anything except for I energetically really um, just, it's like I just can't. I can't with the clicky exclusivity, the, you know, just, I, and I don't understand it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I can even think back to it. Actually, I took this picture of myself, and I, I don't even look like myself in this picture. I was just so... Um, distraught by people that that I felt like would be safe. And, and, and I don't know, you know, and I've thought about that because, you know, we create our reality. So somehow I created a space where I wasn't safe. And, and I, and it was like, okay, so why would I do that? And are they responsible 
to create emotional safety. And I and I've and I've tinkered with that idea quite a bit. Like are they responsible? Are other people responsible for my emotional safety? And and I guess I would say no to a degree. Except I just I have the choice whether I want in the future to subject myself to that even possibility. It's like, I'd rather go it alone than go with people who are indifferent, even remotely. (laughs) But strangely enough, I've gone around this, you know, very in a very long introduction into what I really want to talk about is is it possible to live is it possible to love without suffering I was um over the past few days there there were moments where i had to admit to myself that there that i i have these moments of suffering and and i'm sitting and i'm just like being with this idea and i'm just saying okay is it possible to be human and not suffer. And I got to thinking about God. Does God suffer? Does God have emotions? And, and why do we have emotions? What do we have this, this like, if you went through like the possible emotions that we could feel there just seems endless I don't even know if we could come up with all of the emotions that we can feel I mean is it is it possible to love another person without suffering And I, and I have to say, I, I don't think we can get around it. I don't. I think that it is, it is part of loving. Is, is suffering. You suffer when, when, when you expose yourself to the other and I'm, not, I'm not even talking about just romance like just romantic love but let's just talk I am going to talk about <laughs> romantic love in this sense I mean because I feel like we suffer you know with like our our parents to a degree you know I feel like I suffered so much with my mother and my relationship with my mother 
even though I loved her so much, but there was so much suffering. There was suffering when my dad passed away, when my dad had trouble bypass surgery. Okay, but you know, and then with my kids, there are times where I suffer. I suffer when I don't get to see them, when I miss them, when, um, when something happens and I don't feel good about our relationship. Like we get in some kind of disagreement. I mean, I suffer. I mean, with my friends, but like, okay, so let's just talk about romantic love because romantic love is, is quite different than any other love that we, that we endeavor into. And I'm not saying it's more important. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's just different because you don't share your body with other people that you're in relationships with. You don't share your body with like your friends or your kids or your parents, your siblings. You don't, it's like, it's not that kind of relationship. But romantic love is a connection that is, that is quite different. And then other relationships. I'm just going to set it apart in a way, even though my mind is going off in all the ways in which we, you know, I mean, we give our body to our children as, as mothers, <laughs> as they come out of your body. Um, so I guess we do share something with our kids or blood or whatever. But anyway, So, so this was in particular when I, when I came up with this, this idea about suffering, I, it was with regard to romantic love. Because I, I was suffering. I, I, it has been the weirdest thing to and admittedly be in a relationship with somebody that is that it that absolutely could be completely and utterly one-sided could all be conjured up in my imagination all of it and and it has had a level of suffering that that I you know, I, you know, like the other day, you know, I was just sitting there. It's like, I don't have time for the tears. I don't. I cannot shed any more tears about this. I can't, I can't suffer anymore about this. I just, I just can't. I can't allow myself, you know. And then I'm, I'm also with the possibility, like, if things go on just as they have been throughout the the most recent part of my life it is the suffering of the actual present of my present circumstance and and it not changing that that you know the possibility that there's somebody else 
there's somebody else who's who's reached a level of mastery that that I would find appealing that you know I mean that perhaps there's somebody else I mean there's billions of people on this planet you know opening myself up to the possibilities and <laughs> so not this about a week ago I was a uh, walking downtown the place that I'm living and I was walking out of a coffee shop and this gentleman comes walking up to me and is asking me about something and then he starts to walk with me and um and then he just starts to just talk just you know I mean he's like he's a decent person he you know I mean he had a lot of fine attributes about him but he just proceeds to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and and like you know and this is the way it's been with men recently with me <laughs> there was this other gentleman that I met at a coffee shop and uh, I had gone to write which is primarily the reason why I'm in coffee shops is to to work on my project but you know and then somebody sits down and starts talking to me but they're not talking with me they're talking at me and there's not even any of you know trying to find out about me trying to you know I'm all I know this gentleman was was the gentleman a week ago was you know I mean it was very out of left field that he you know he but I think that he would have liked to have talked more to me and I just found a way to walk away from him. I was like, I don't understand if if a man has even the slightest interest in a woman, why are they doing that? Why are they talking at me? I don't know. Are they nervous? I mean, I don't know. But I find it so incredibly, like, un- unappealing. <laughs> and then I think to myself, okay, so is this where I'm at? Is this where I'm at? This is my, you know my vibrational level, you know, I'm going to do my bratty thing about these levels of vibration, you know, I'm not, don't have high vibes, you know, um, like this is, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm attracting or nothing. (laughs) Or I'm not attracting like nothing, no one, nada. <laughs> so I've been a little bit vocal at the place that I work about this. You know, I make jokes about it, you know, that I, I moved here. Um, you know, and I, I'm not really sure exactly why I moved where I did. Um, I mean, I do. I know why I moved where I moved. but um, And part of that was to be with the man of my dreams I thought 
it'd be more likely for me to meet someone here than in the town that I had been living in. I mean, I was beating the same drum for over 20 years. Now I'm beating a different drum and I'm in a different state of mind. I'm in a different job. I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing here. And I make jokes about this, but anyway, so, and I, I was, they, they make a lot of jokes with me about all of this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I even mentioned this. Oh, so I was telling, because a lot of the people that I work with are gay. I work with a lot of gay people, which I love them. And uh, <laughs> I was telling my lesbian co-worker, you know, I said, okay, you and your wife can come with me to this place because supposedly it's on the list of like with potential men in my, you know, age, you know, area. And, um, and, and so we actually did, we, we went out. So we go out and they invite yet another lesbian. So there's four of us and they're all, <laughs> I'm the only straight one of the bunch and considerably older than all of them. I could probably have been the mother of all of them. And we're sitting there and I'm looking around, <laughs> I'm looking around this bar and I'm just like, there is not a single guy in that entire place that I would even like consider uh, dating. <laughs> <laughs> there was not even a single guy, not even one. I'm like, I'm laughing. Um, because this happens like a lot where everywhere I go, the grocery store, there's not a single guy. Everywhere I go, the farmer's market, not a single guy. I was laughing. Um, <laughs> I got to thinking about it, though, that the men that have come into my life that I have found interesting and have spent any amount of time with in, let's just say, the last 13 years, And throughout my life, I was thinking about this because this was throughout my life. I remember that they they just kind of came a bit out of nowhere. Like, like I, like completely out of nowhere. Like I wasn't expecting this person um, at all. I wasn't expecting anyone. Um, and so... I I know that that is how it happens. That it is, there is an element of it kind of being when I least expect it. So how do you least expect it? How do you least expect it? Expect something that you're expecting because you're supposed to be expecting it. You're supposed to like have this expectation, this excited expectation that this thing is indeed going to come. So 
how do you least expect the thing that you're expecting? You know, okay, so I I put in an order at Free People. <laughs> I make this example just because I think it's interesting. Okay, so I put in an order at Free People, and I'm expecting it, right? I'm expecting it in the mail. So, so... And I've and I and I've come to the understanding with free people that when I put in the order, it's on its way. Okay, so I, you would think that I would be even more trusting of the creator of everything that is than free people, right? Okay, so I put in this order so I know it's on the way. So how do I not expect it? not have any expectancy of it and 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 then like and not and and not being prepared like that's a whole other thing you know like i'll 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 go to do my walk you know and i'll be like oh crap you know it's like i have this like thing in my mind it's like i hope that this person doesn't just show up right now because I'm, I'm not my best. Like I, I would prefer to meet this person at my best, but to be fair, that has not always happened. When I've met somebody who has been significant to me. <laughs> anyway. So... the bigger reason or the bigger idea in this in this little monologue that i'm that i'm sharing right at the moment is that i don't think that we can love someone without there being suffering involved i think i think to love someone is to to have share in their suffering whether we whether we want it like it and it's not necessarily to take it away from them but we we have compassion and we feel what they feel so so if they're they're sad there's a level of sadness if they're happy there's a level of happiness there's there's a le- there's a level of suffering that goes into the decision to love someone to to nurture someone to hold somebody in your heart and i don't know that we can get ra- around it i don't know that we can love without suffering it's just part of it it's part of the human experience that I wonder if is on the other side if there is any any suffering on the other side I mean maybe because you can see everything from a different vantage point suffering ends but as long as we are here in this in this 
wavelength don't know that we can get away from it. So, like the words of Bob Marley, finding a person who's worth suffering for, and that, that sounds kind of kind of terrible, and but worth is really based in the eyes of the beholder, isn't it? Not in this not in the sense of we think of worth, but you gotta find someone who you know, because I have asked myself in the suffering that I have endured regarding this certain situation, this certain person, has it been worth it? Has my has my love just been in vain? Has by my love just been a complete waste of time in trying to find some meaning in it whatsoever? And then there are times where I see it as as the most beautiful thing. It's like a the most beautiful thing that you know not the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life but it it has its own beauty and I would I trade it even if it was never reciprocated even if it was never even known even if this person is completely unaware it's like what is it worth and 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 i and i answer that and i say i really don't know i have not been able to escape it even in my in my to let it go and let god and be open to other ideas and other people i still wish it would be him And so that's it. (laughs) I really appreciate you listening and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.